welcome to the Grow Your English podcast with English Language Tree. Welcome to the third episode of the Grow Your English podcast, a podcast for English language learners. My name is Tree and you are very welcome wherever you are listening from in the world today. So in the last episode of the podcast, I spoke a little bit about English as a global language and speaking skills. Today, I'd like to talk about listening. And I'm going to start off with a phrase which I have up above my desk next to a picture of somebody wearing headphones. And that two word phrase is aural compass. Aural compass. So aural, A-U-R-A-L, means related to the ears and listening, as opposed to oral, O-R-A-L, which is related to the mouth or speaking. And depending on the type of English that you speak, you might pronounce these two words in the same way. Um, but I will be referring to my aural compass today. And a compass is a navigation tool which guides us through the world. You've probably got one on your smartphone, uh, but traditionally it would have north, south, east and west marked and other compass points in between. Um, and the four points on my aural compass that I want to share with you these are things that I want to listen to, things I'm trying to grow my listening skills with. So for me personally, on my aural compass, I have songs which I'm learning with my choir. So words and harmonies I'm learning with a group and I am learning to sing songs from memory. My second point is audiobooks that I like to listen to for novels, stories and creating mental imagery. I'm also at the moment trying to find more podcasts on non-fiction topics, really try and find things that interest me and that I will be motivated to listen to in English but also in German. I'm hoping to reactivate some of my German skills. And the fourth point on my aural compass is to do with dialogues, conversations with friends and family. And I am really trying to pay better attention in phone conversations and to really focus on what the other person is saying. I'm, I'm guilty of multitasking and doing other things when I'm talking to people and I'm trying to move away from that. So those four points on my aural compass tell you a little bit about what I'm listening to, what I want to listen to, and who I'm listening to as well. So it's quite a wide range of content. I'd also like to talk briefly about how we listen. And listening used to be called a passive skill. Really, it's more of a receptive skill you're receiving through your ears. And this implies active, intentional listening as opposed to hearing. So I live in the countryside and I regularly hear a bird in the trees, which is called a woodpecker. It's that bird which drums its beak on the wood to try and find insects. It makes a knocking noise. So I'm always hearing woodpeckers when I'm not expecting it. 
Uh, and then I have to listen very carefully to work out where the woodpecker is. And I've lived in the countryside for three years. And yesterday I saw my first woodpecker. So active listening, intentional listening. And you might hear a lot of English in your daily life, but are you really listening to it? So four further points on an aural compass could guide you through different stages of listening, different listening activities. So a first point could be what you do before you listen. So you activate your ears before you listen to something. For example, if you're going to listen to an online talk or a university lecture, think about what you already know about the topic. Do you need to find a definition? Do you need to write down some keywords or read up online before you listen to this lecture, whether it's live or online? So that's before you listen. The second point on this particular aural compass is to do with what you do during the listening. So listening without watching, so listening only to audio, not video, is a really good thing to do because your brain is working harder. There are no visual cues for you to to look at, to follow. So watching Netflix or TED Talks with, with subtitles is a great activity, but you are then reading rather than decoding hourly. So when you're listening to something during the listening process, there's some top-down, what we call top-down listening happening. So you are figuring out from the context what the main points are. You're getting an overall picture of this listening content. So figuring out from the context, getting an idea of main points from listening to a longer piece, taking the audiobook example, um, this kind of top-down approach, you are putting together pictures in your mind if you're listening to a story. Um, you might not be paying attention to individual words, but you're following the narrative, you're listening to the characters, you're listening to the descriptions of whatever the book is about. Um, and you're taking all of that on in this kind of top-down way. Another thing that you can do during listening is, especially with shorter audio texts, more focused activities. So, for example, the songs for my choir where I need to learn lyrics, I need to learn the harmonies, I need to commit the songs to memory. I spend a lot of time listening to things again, um, writing down particular words that I find tricky to memorise. And as you're listening, you can take this more studied approach. So you can obviously make written notes on what you hear. So these could be linear notes, bullet points, just noting things down as you go through. Could just be keywords. You might like to do a spidergram, sometimes called a mind map, where you can make connections between the things that you're noticing. Um, you might enjoy doodling. Doodling is uh, drawing simple pictures stick figures, that kind of thing, kind of creating simple art. So it's a form of note taking, but with images rather than words. Some people are really good at this and it really helps them focus in on, on what they're listening to. 
And you might also be interested in replaying short sections of what you hear and transcribing these. Transcribing means writing down what you hear as precisely as you can. So this is especially useful for features of connected speech, weak forms and intonation that, that can change meaning. And connected speech also relates to how the sounds change when the words join up in speech. And these features can be quite hard, even for higher level listeners. So intensive listening, transcribing bits that you hear, this is what we call a bottom-up approach as opposed to a top-down approach. And this can help you get to grips with, that means kind of game control of, the sounds and the forms of spoken English. So I do recommend that as an occasional study activity. The third listening stage point on your aural compass is what you do afterwards. So you might add to your vocabulary record, make some notes on interesting and useful vocabulary. Uh, you might want to look at a transcript. So if you do have access to a transcript, a written version of what you heard, I suggest that you look at that after you've listened, read the whole thing afterwards. You could refer to it during the transcription stage, but don't read as you listen, because as I said, this is kind of a different skill. I wouldn't recommend that, especially because of the difficulties with the sound and spelling relationship in English. Uh, you could also write a summary or a list of questions after you've done your listening activity, or you could simply just have a coffee or a cup of tea and let things settle. And the fourth point on this aural compass of listening stages is a follow-up or an extension stage. So you might want to read up on the topic, you might wish to find audio or video content from the same speaker, or books by the same writer. It's also worth pointing out that language learners need to meet new words, new phrases several times in order for this new language to stick. So if you are able to do this, return to the audio text after a few days or even a week and listen again. And this really helps with moving new language from your short term to your longer term memory. And you will be surprised at what then comes more easily to you on a second listen a little bit later. So see how far your aural compass has already taken you. I work with English language speakers who are at higher levels, so from a higher intermediate level upwards, B2 upwards. But that doesn't mean that you can't access this podcast if you are lower than that level. It's really good to give yourself things to listen to which are perhaps above what you think you might be able to to manage and as I said it doesn't matter if you don't understand everything just by listening you are then training your ears um, which brings me to my last point which is related to training your ears in terms of pronunciation so listening can really help with pronunciation so I suggest that you get into the habit of repeating things that you hear, repeating phrases, uh, parroting, like the bird, the parrot, copying things that you hear and kind of running it over your tongue 
and hearing how it sounds when it comes out of your mouth. You can record snippets, snippets are short pieces. Record snippets of yourself on your phone. And if you hate the sound of your voice, lots of people do. We perceive our own voices differently when we speak live compared to when we hear a recording um, of ourselves speaking. So I don't sound to myself right now as I do to you listening. And when I play this back to edit it, it's going to sound different to how you're hearing it. And that's partly because the voice comes through the body. So the physical structures of the throat, the face, the mouth, the jaw, the cheeks, the nose. So we hear our own voices very differently than people who are on the other side of our bodies, if you see what I mean. So don't worry if you don't like the sound of your voice. Have a go, record yourself, see what happens. There's a, a wonderful Welsh poet called Merered Hopwood. And I watched a YouTube video recently where she speaks in, I think, Spanish, English, German and Welsh. And she's giving these beautiful examples of how the tune of a language is just as important as the words that you use. So part of being a good language speaker is kind of getting the tune. That doesn't mean accent, but the kind of patterns and, and the music of the language, if you like. Um, so listening will also help you tune in to these language sounds. I think the journey with our aural compass is almost over. And I hope that it's got you thinking about the direction that you want your listening to take. What aspects of listening feature on your aural compass? I would love to hear. Let me know. Get in touch with me on social media or via my website, eltree.co.uk. And in the future, I'm hoping to provide vocabulary sheets, listening activities, maybe even a transcript. So things to support you with your listening at all stages. But that is it for today. Thank you so much for listening and goodbye. If you enjoyed the Grow Your English podcast, come and find me on Instagram at ELTreeOnline.